Hi everyone, this is Happiest, episode number 60, Questions and Answers, How Shall We Do? Welcome, I'm your host Susan Chattis. I'm an author, artist, and teacher, and a very happy member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And just like you, I'm out to find the happy. In this podcast, we'll be searching to find the happiest moments in every situation, in any circumstance. These are some of my stories, and I hope they will help you feel lifted, happy, and hopeful as you search for your own happy in this journey we call life. So are you ready? Let's go. Hey everyone, welcome back to the podcast again today. Last time we had an art lesson on the healer's art. Today, we are going to talk about questions and answers, specifically answers to the question, how shall we do? To start off with, I want to have you go back in your memory. Do you remember learning math in school? And would you say that it was your favorite class out of all of them? Sometimes I have a chance to ask my seminary students if math is their favorite subject. And sometimes, not always, but sometimes I do get a few takers with maybe one or two people in a classroom of 30 that raise their hands and say, yes, math is their most favorite class of all. And then if I don't get very many takers for that, I change the question, and then I just rephrase it and say, tell me if math is not your least favorite subject. And every time, there's a few more hands that come up. I do believe that math gets a bad rap sometimes. There really was a day, and I promise this is a true story, when I was teaching 7th grade math, and it was a class, like I think it was 4th hour, and it was right before we were getting ready to go to lunch. And we were in a big test review. And the lunch bell rang. And my students would not leave to go to lunch. I just will never forget it. They seriously, I'm not kidding, begged for me to give them one more math problem. And then I made them promise that if I gave them one more problem, that they would finally leave and go to lunch. It made my teacher heart very happy. So anyway, pretend that you are back in seventh grade math. And today we are learning the Pythagorean theorem. So I want you to listen to what it is and how to use it in your everyday right triangled world. But more than just listen to it as I teach it to you, Think about what questions you would need to ask me in order for you to learn it better. You ready? Okay. The Pythagoras theorem states that in a right-angled triangle, the sides of the triangle have been named perpendicular is one side, base is the other side, and then the other side is called the hypotenuse thus making the square of the hypotenuse side equal to the sum of squares of the other two sides. Get it? So simply stated, and maybe you've heard of this before, the Pythagorean theorem is a squared 
plus b squared will always equal c squared in a right triangle. So, now that you've learned it, think about that. Do you have any questions? Okay, now, maybe, you're, maybe you didn't hear the first time, so let me just read it to you again and see if maybe two times and you'll really learn it and you'll understand it. The Pythagoras theorem states that in a right-angled triangle, the sides of the triangle have been named perpendicular, base, and hypotenuse, thus making the square of the hypotenuse side equal to the sum of squares of the other two sides. Right? Simple, right? Got it? In other words, see if this helps, in any right triangle, the area of the square whose side is the hypotenuse is equal to the sum of the areas of the squares whose sides are the two legs. This formula is very useful in solving all sorts of problems. And I just love that last sentence. This formula is very useful in solving all sorts of problems. Doesn't it just make you curious to know what sorts of problems that it would solve? So, now that you know it, what are your questions? And more than the Pythagorean theorem, I just want you to think about your thinking. And as you think about this theorem, what questions would you, just you, what would you need to ask so that you really could understand it and learn it better? Now ask yourself this question. In order to learn something new for you, do you think asking questions is important? In school, my students learned that in order to learn, you first need to be confused. And once your brain is engaged, well, then that's when you are ready to learn by asking questions. However, there were some days when my students would just raise their hand and say, I don't get it. And then I would ask them questions and I would say, which part do you not get? And sometimes they really would answer this way. They'd say, I don't get any of it. And then I would just very nicely explain to them, well, this is a plus sign and it means addition. This is the number three. And then they'd say, no, 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 I get that. I just don't get the rest of it. Anyway, once they started asking questions, then I would know that their brain was finally ready to learn so that I could teach them how learning happens. In order to understand something, I would tell them, you will first need to take your hands out of your pockets so you can receive it. Elder Tad R. Callister once taught, quote, A good question is like an alarm clock. It awakens us out of our mental doldrums and jumpstarts our mental engines. I love that. And I love the word doldrums. In the nautical world, doldrums refers to the belt around the earth near the equator where sailing ships sometimes get stuck on windless waters. Webster defines doldrums as a condition of inactivity, listlessness, 
or stagnation. In last year's October General Conference, Elder Ryan Olson taught, quote, The answer to the simplest questions and to the most complex problems is always the same. The answer is Jesus Christ. Every solution is found in Him. End quote. Have you ever had a challenge in your life that left you with questions? Maybe you had questions like, when will I? Or, how can I? Or, what should I do? Or, how should I do it? Or maybe, which way should I go? How can I find my way forward? Or, why was I asked to do this? In my own life, there were times when my questions didn't start with what, or when, or even why. Instead, I needed help with the questions that started with how. How was I going to go forward and do this alone? And then I learned that no matter how difficult or confusing the challenges may be, you can always remember that the answer is simple. It is found in Jesus Christ. In the Gospel of John, the Savior said to his disciples that he would prepare a place for them. And Thomas, in this part of the scriptures, was confused and asked the Savior one of these how questions. He said, Lord, we know not whither thou goest, and how can we know the way? Jesus answered him and said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but my me. The Savior taught his disciples that he is the way, the truth, and the life. He is the answer to the question of how. Thomas was not the only one in Scripture who was ever challenged or confused or had a question. And and I love knowing this. So in the whole Book of Mormon, there are 63 other prophets, missionaries, investigators who all asked questions. In the Bible alone, Old Testament with the New Testament, there are a total of 3,294 question marks. That's a lot of questions, right? And in the Book of Mormon, there are a total of 543 question marks. No matter how difficult or confusing the challenges may be, you can always remember that the answer to your questions is simple. It is always Jesus. One of my favorite questions in the scriptures that includes one of my favorite answers is the story of Elisha and his servant. The question the servant simply asked was, and I love this, how shall we do? The answer Elisha gave was, fear not. For they that be with us are more than they that be with them. In 2 Kings, the story is told that the king of Syria had sent a legion that came by night 
and compass the city about. Their intent was to capture and kill the prophet Elisha. As the story goes on, it says, And when the servant of the man of God was risen early and gone forth, behold, an host compassed the city both with horses and chariots. And his servant said unto him, and this is the part I love, Alas, my master, how shall we do? And he answered, Fear not, for they that be with us are more than they that be with them. And Elisha prayed and said, Lord, I pray thee, open his eyes that he may see. And the Lord opened the eyes of the young man, and he saw, and behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire round about Elisha. If you have a how question, or maybe you have a what or a where, or maybe you have a when question, or even a why question, there is a place that you will be able to find answers. Back in 2020, Sister Michelle Craig spoke in General Conference, and she said, quote, There may be times when you, like the servant with Elisha, find yourself struggling to see how God is working in your life. Times when you feel under siege, when the trials of mortality bring you to your knees, wait and trust in God and in His timing, because you can trust His heart with all of your heart. God is powerful in the how. With the Savior of the world in your life, you will behold your blessings full all around you. You will see things you would not normally see. One of my favorite hymns is How Firm a Foundation, and one of the verses says, Fear not, I am with thee, O be not dismayed, for I am thy God and will still give thee aid. I'll strengthen thee, help thee, and cause thee to stand, upheld by my righteous, omnipotent hand. In Isaiah chapter 43, verse 1, it says, But now thus saith the Lord that created thee, O Jacob, and he that formed thee, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed thee. I have called thee by thy name. Thou art mine. With the Savior of the world in your life, you will know that he knows your name. You are his. You belong here. He will be there to help you find your way. When through the deep waters I call thee to go, the rivers of sorrow shall not thee o'erflow, for I will be with thee thy troubles to bless and sanctify to thee thy deepest distress. In Isaiah 43, verse 2, it says, When thou passest through the waters, I will be with thee, and through the rivers they shall not overflow thee. When thou walkest through the fire, thou shalt not be burned, neither shall the flame kindle upon thee. 
with the Savior of the world in your life, in every condition, in sickness, in health, in poverty's veil, or abounding in wealth, at home or abroad, on the land or the sea. As thy days may demand, so thy succor shall be. When you place Jesus Christ firmly in your life, then you will receive quiet, simple messages directing your way, lighting your day, knowing that with Him everything in your life will be okay. This is one of my most favorite quotes from Elder Holland, and I have many, but this one I actually typed out, and it's also glued into the front cover of my paper scriptures. He said, quote, The Savior is saying to us, Trust me, learn of me, do what I do. Then when you walk where I am going, he says, we can talk about where you are going and the problems you face and the troubles you have. If you will follow me, I will lead you out of darkness, he promises. I will give you answers to your prayers. I will give you rest to your souls. End quote. Alas, how shall you do? The answer to the simplest questions and the most complex problems in your life is always the same. The answer is Jesus Christ. Every solution is found in Him. What are you doing in your life to keep your soul aloft? It's not always easy. There are days when your life will soar and there are days when it will not. But there are many things you can do to add lift to your life. Even on those days when the string gets all tangled around your feet, you will be able to look for the happy. That's what this podcast is all about. We're going on a journey together to look for the happiest moments in everyday life, in all situations, that will help you to keep your soul aloft. Be ready, because together, we're out to find the happy. Thanks for listening again today, and I hope you have a beautiful one. See you next time.